everybody. Welcome into episode number 144 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer, and it's a pleasure to hear uh, to be with you here on this Saturday, December the 10th, otherwise known as my birthday weekend. That's right. I turned 30 on Monday. Wow. Thank you all for the birthday love. I can feel it. I really can. Um, but really, 30 years old. The one thing I can say is I feel like I'm in a better position now and a better place in my life now than I was when I was 20. So that's a good thing. Certainly better than going in the opposite direction. And uh, I guess I feel a little more mature and wise as well. Do you hear it in my voice? Do I sound a little more mature and wise? I think so. I mean, hey, I started the show back in 2020, the early days of COVID. We've come a long way together. A few big stories I want to hit on with you all this week. Brittany Griner, finally free. She's coming home, freed from Russia. Probably the biggest story in the country this week, quite frankly. Uh, And just the reaction, of course, to this is very politicized, as you would expect. And it's a shame that it's expected the reaction to this would be politicized. An American, a very accomplished American at that, an Olympic gold gold medalist at that, uh, wrongfully detained in Russia. For 10 months, she gets freed, she's coming home, and you would think the reaction would be of universal relief. You would think her return home would be universally celebrated. Nope, not even close to that. One side of the aisle supports Brittany Griner and is happy she's free, and the other side apparently uh, is not happy that Brittany Griner is free. Um, I'm not quite sure why. They keep bringing up former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, who's still wrongfully detained in Russia on false espionage charges. He's been detained since 2018. He did not come back as part of this prisoner exchange. So that's what they're all saying. Oh, what about Paul Whelan? What about Paul Whelan? And I would say, yes, it's a shame that Paul Whelan is still in Russia. Nobody wants to see him there. It's horrible. But... What is this? Some sort of contest? You know, who's more worthy? Like a game show. Who's more worthy of being freed? Option A or option B? As Joe Biden said Thursday, these were different situations. They're still working to free Paul Whelan, as the U.S. government has been doing for four years now. He's on false espionage charges, a different situation than Griner, more serious charges than Griner, who is caught with just a little bit of hashish oil, and her vape pen, and I still say allegedly caught with because we don't know for sure if it was actually hers, if it was planted on her in some way. You never know. But anyway, what is this? Some kind of contest? That's absurd. And I think Paul Whelan's brother, David, had a great statement that he released Thursday saying they're obviously heartbroken that Paul remains in Russia, but they think it was the right decision to bring Brittany Griner home, and they do not begrudge Brittany or her family for wanting her to come home. And that's the correct sentiment. And, you know, it's also been kind of sickening to hear all the debate about this kind of resemble the talk that you have after an NBA trade or an NFL deal. You know, who won the trade? You know, they traded three draft picks for Matthew Stafford. (laughs) Who won the deal? And that's what we're doing. I mean, that's what I saw on the cable news networks this week. You obviously see it everywhere online. 
you know, Brittany Griner for Victor Boot, the merchant of death. Is that a good trade? Did Putin win the deal? I mean, seriously, it sounds like it sounds like a parody, but it's not. It's reality. And all of these right wingers railing against the release of Victor Boot for Brittany Griner, PR stunt by Joe Biden. How many of them had ever heard of Victor Boot before this Brittany Griner story? How many of them even know what Victor Boot did? He has a scary nickname, Merchant of Death, but do you really know what he actually is accused of doing and what he did? He's an international arms dealer. What is that? Can you explain to me succinctly what an international arms dealer is? <laughs> I mean, I know he was arrested in Bangkok in 2010, but do you know anything else about him? International arms dealer. Yeah, it does not sound like a great guy. But do I think that our national security is now compromised because Victor Boot is freed after 12 years in prison? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's disingenuous to view this. I mean, it's shallow and callous to view this as a who won the trade kind of thing. And it's just disingenuous to act like this is some horrible foreign policy mistake and national security blunder on the part of the Biden administration. I mean, when you have the opportunity to get, again, an Olympic gold medalist home, but any American home, I think you do it. And yeah, did Brittany Griner's case get more coverage than, you know, a less famous American who, was, who would be held overseas? One, undoubtedly. But that's because Brittany Griner is one of the most famous women basketball players uh, out there. She's one of the most decorated out athletes ever, one of the most decorated female basketball players ever, gold medalist, MVP, WNBA champ, college champ, all-star many times over. I mean, Brittany Griner <laughs> is really famous. So yes, of course, her detention received more coverage from the get-go than Paul Whelan, the Marine, or Trevor Reed, or other people who are tragically and horribly held captive overseas as hostages. Yeah, her story got more coverage because she's famous. That's how it works. It's not Brittany Griner's fault. We should all just be celebrating that an American was freed and hope that Paul Whelan and the others detained in Russia and the others detained in other autocratic countries soon follow. Ugh. I mean, absolutely insane. But one thing that I did find interesting, and I wrote about this Friday for Outsports, about the Brittany Griner story, is will this impact WNBA players? Will this stop them from returning to Russia? Because Brittany Griner, of course, was arrested near the Moscow air in an airport near Moscow because she was returning home or trying to return home after playing in Russia, which she's done the last several years. She earns more than $1 million annually playing in Russia. That's way more than she earns in the WNBA. The WNBA max salary is two hundred twenty-eight dollars Griner earns just below that. So she makes roughly five times her salary playing a few months in Russia than she does playing for the WNBA. So she played there and nearly a dozen WNBA stars followed last year. And you know, they've been asked about this throughout the last few months. Brianna Stewart, Courtney Vandersloot, John Quill Jones, all of them out, all of them great. All of them, Griner's teammates in, uh, in Russia, on the, you know, they were on, all on the same team. They've been asked at various points this year, 
would you return to Russia now that Griner has been wrongfully detained? And neither, none of them, none of those three seem to be ruling it out. Brianna Stewart told CNBC, my time in Russia has been wonderful. But especially with BG still wrongfully detained, no one's going to go there until she's home. Well, until she's home, that leaves the door ajar. She said, people want to go to overseas, and if the money is not much different, they want to be in a better place. Well, what's the key term? If the money is not is not much different. Turkish leagues, and by the way, uh, all three of those players, Brianna Stewart, Courtney Vandersloot, and John Cole Jones, are either playing in Turkey or Hungary this winter. Two more autocratic countries that I'm sure are not entirely safe, not on Russia's level, but they are autocratic. Turkish leagues pay star players several hundred thousand dollars per season. That's good, but it's not quite the $1 million that Brittany Griner and others were getting in Russia. Uh, And we know why WNBA players play in Russia. This has been gone over. They earn 44 times less than NBA players. So they have to play elsewhere if they want to maximize their earning powers. The revenue disparity is pretty incredible. The WNBA generates an estimated $70 million in annual revenue. The NBA, meanwhile, brings in more than $10 billion in annual revenue. Even so, the WNBA, and this is important to note, could still pay its players more. The NBA splits basketball-related income between players and owners at about 50-50. Historically, WNBA players have gotten just 20% of league revenue. So with that in mind, no wonder why these WNBA players are flocking to these autocratic countries because they want the money. And that, shamefully, is where they got to go to get it. But back to uh, Griner's Russian teammates, Courtney Vandersloot, also told CNBC she'd be willing to return to Russia if the situation changes. Quote, we were treated so well by our club and made such strong relationships with those people. I would never close the door on that. She said. John Cole Jones is also quoted as saying she would think about going back to Russia once the political climate changes and Griner is free. Well, one of those two things has already happened. Look, I think that no WNBA player or high profile American is going to Russia, doing business in Russia, as long as this war in Ukraine lasts, as long as Russia continues to be an outward pariah state trying to annex a sovereign neighboring country. So as long as the war in Ukraine continues, I don't think any WNBA player is returning to Russia. But let's say Vladimir Putin pulls back and by next winter, the war is over and tensions have cooled a little bit. I think it's possible you'll see some of these players return despite what happened to Brittany Griner. I mean, Paul Whelan has been detained in Russia since 2018 and players have been playing there. I mean, that hasn't stopped them before. So interesting, right? That Despite what's happened to Brittany Griner, I don't, I don't know if she'll be back, but despite what's happened to her, a lot of her peers are saying, yeah, if the money is good, we'll think about going back. Absolutely. So interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. We had a big athlete come out this week as well. I always like to mention these. Former Major League Baseball pitcher TJ House has come out of the closet with a Facebook post. We have a story as well. Uh, TJ House. Great last name, right? He played with the Indians and Blue Jays from 2014 to 2017. 
went five and seven with a 4.44 career ERA. I remember him vaguely as a, you know, a left-hander, middle-inning left-hander out of the Cleveland bullpen. And there you go. He's come out of the closet, a real bona fide major leaguer. How do you like that? How do you like that? Well, that, I'm sure, is what uh, <clears throat> a man, a person by the name of Jay Maxson is probably saying to me right now, who in the heck is Jay Maxson? Well, Jay Maxson writes for a website called mrctv.org. And he made fun of me this week. And it hurts a lot. So I'm going to use uh, this podcast as kind of a group therapy session, if you don't mind. I wrote a story this week about how all four college football playoff schools, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, TCU, have long and distinguished histories of supporting LGBTQ athletes. And I wrote about that angle because I write for Outsports and we cover LGBTQ athletics. Well, Jackson Maxson of MRCTV.org does not understand that. All four college football playoff teams gain LGBT approval, he writes, And he laid into me. He said that I gushed over Jim Harbaugh's love for his gay son. My TCU love. I talked about a TCU swimmer, Cooper Robinson, who was pondering suicide. He credits his coaches and teammates for saving his life. Jay Maxson writes, I love this. We're thankful Robinson chose life. (laughs) That's good. But his sob story has nothing to do with the Horned Frog's presence. In the 2022 football playoffs. That's right. That's right. That's right. Grab a tissue while we forge on in the Outsports Review of football teams' cozy relationships with LGBT fascists. Fascists. I'm an LGBT fascist. I love it. Ohio State is truly a welcoming university for LGBTQ athletes. Or, J. Maxson adds in parentheticals, Fearful of being canceled. (laughs) The page keeps refreshing here. Uh, Or fearful of being canceled by left-wing cancel cops. And (laughs) and Georgia, which uh, Joey Fisher, former goalie for Georgia, one of the first major college athletes who told his story to Outsports. Chris Conley, now receiver for the Tennessee Titans, former Georgia wideout, attended an Outsports conference. So I referenced those uh, two guys in my article. And Jay Maxson fires back with, Georgia also earned its LGBTQA ABCDEFG Spurs <laughs> because straight athletes serve as allies to the sexually confused. Okay, well, that's just stupid, Jay. Anyway, so I saw this story and I said, you know what? Let me try to find this Jay Maxson and ask if he wants to come on the podcast. And let's do it. Let's do a little debate. Let's go back and forth. I'll tell him why. I wrote the article because, again, I write for a gay sports site, and that is the gay sports angle of the college football playoffs, the team's histories supporting LGBTQ athletes. And we'll see if he still doesn't understand. And if he doesn't, we would have a great debate. I love that. I need to get my talk radio juices flowing every once in a while. But sadly, I cannot find Jay Maxson anywhere. He writes online in 2022, soon to be 2023, I may add. And 
He doesn't appear to have any public social media profiles. If you click on his name, which I'm doing right now at mrctv.org, he has an author archive. So you see all the all the stories he's written. Uh, you know, woke athlete released by Russia. Former Marine, Marine Whalen left behind. Terrible, right? Um, but he has no email address. No email address whatsoever. MRC, MRC stands for Media Research Center. Their mission, according to their website, is to document and combat the falsehoods and censorship of the news media, entertainment media, and big tech in order to defend and preserve Americans' founding principles and Judeo-Christian values. Wow. And they are a nonprofit, which is really nice. <laughs> so, um, Jay Maxson now, my question. Do you exist? Are you out there? If so, let's get in touch. I'd love to have him on. Thank you for listening to the Sports Geeky Podcast. I'll talk to you next Saturday.